0: Alright guys, today I am excited to bring you the podcast, finally, with Kristen Baby Bear Era. She came to Friendship about a year and a half ago or so and really started to dive in almost exactly a year ago today when we did the Whole Life Challenge last year. Now, she was somebody who jumped in and she has this innate ability to make people feel warm and comfortable And happy and good about themselves right away. So she's somebody who you kind of just fall in love with on your first meeting and she really fit in very well inside of our community. And I've been wanting to kind of do a podcast with her both about her successes with the Whole Life Challenge because she did an amazing job of fixing her habits and making those habits last a long time, but also about how pregnancy moving and adopting a dog and some of these other adversity driven things things that other people definitely let get in the way of their health and fitness and how she's sort of done this big 180 like it's it's really it's incredible to see she was somebody who didn't really ever find, you know, her own way in the gym, didn't love it, wasn't consistent and now all of a sudden it's like she's pregnant, she's moving She adopts a dog and fosters dogs, and she's still making it to the gym like three to four days a week, if not more. Uh, it's, it's inspiring. It's incredible. And she's just a, a fun person to listen to, uh, a fun and ex- energetic and exciting person, uh, to kind of be around. So if you guys haven't met her, I hope you get the opportunity to soon. And I hope you guys like this one we get, uh, in the last uh, portion here, last half hour, we get, get a little crazy. So, uh, hopefully you guys enjoy that a little bit. All right, yeah, check it out, I was going to say. All right, I think we're off and running. We're live on the audio, we're live on the video. I'm not in the video, so I need to uh, do more like this, and we'll try to keep it here, but I'll probably go in and out of the video. Um, Okay, all right, so uh, we've got your snacks, okay? And (laughs) we we tried this last time when you were like five months or six months pregnant, and now you're eight months pregnant. Yeah,
1: can you believe that? And
0: so a lot more pregnant, and probably enjoying the snacks...
1: A little more. A
0: little more. Yeah. Um, though we went, I would say this is pretty healthy. Um, so tell me a little bit about the uh, the progress where your pregnancy has been like changing for you and what you feel like is like the most exciting part, the most terrifying part. <laughs>
1: this is like, I feel like that's such a loaded question for me. Um, so I, f- I think my first maybe 30 weeks were really easy. Yeah. Like, I, I literally felt completely like myself. There were days I would forget I was pregnant. I would pass a mirror and I would be like, "What? what is that? Like, yeah. What is on your stomach? Um, and then all of a sudden I just became really pregnant. And everything got a lot harder. And I actually had to have a conversation with Andy. Like, I know I've tried to be a hero this whole time. I know I've said I don't need help and, like, don't treat me differently. But, like, I need help. Yeah. Please treat me differently. I need... You to just take over things that I used to be completely fine doing. I'm going to need to rest more. I just need to sit. And um, I feel like having those honest conversations with him is really important because we've both never been through this before. And he has no idea how I'm feeling unless I tell him. So it's... Well, uh, and as
0: guys, we're notoriously bad with the like, well, you didn't say anything. I thought everything was fine. Yeah,
1: exactly. So... um, it's been still going well. Like if before I was a ten, I'm probably like a seven at this point, and yeah. that's nothing to complain about. And um, what's exciting about it? I guess at this point, I've gotten excited when I feel the baby like actually move versus little kicks, because this whole time you're like, is there actually a human inside of me? Yeah. Like what's really going on in yeah. there? And Maria
0: I got mean, to feel one the other day. Yeah, and she was like over the moon about it. She got really <laughs> yeah. excited.
1: Uh it's funny though because on a daily basis like it really hasn't set in for me that there's a human in there. Yeah. And I was telling Andy like when our baby's born I'm going to be like there was actually a human in my body. Like yep. it's going to totally blow my mind. Yeah. So that's I think been pretty cool. Um the hard part is all the stuff you would expect like and a lot of this is going to sound like totally shallow, but it was tough to watch my body change so quickly. It stinks being in social situations where you're used to having a glass of wine or a beer, like especially this summer. I'm such a beer girl in the summer. And not being able to. Football season's here. I just want to have a beer and watch the Buckeyes. Like that type of stuff has been a little bit tough. And then I think the mental shift of... Getting ready, whatever that means, to have your life completely changed. Yeah,
0: for sure. All right, so getting ready for the human to actually come out of you and be ready to go. (laughs) Um, and, And prepping for that life change has been confounded a little bit by Carl.
1: Yes, we have Carl. I just
0: got to snuggle with a little bit. Oh,
1: you're lucky.
0: I miss him. Yeah. Um, (laughs) He's become quite the uh, little, like, coach hangout session puppy. Uh, Him and Blitz are, like the same speed a little bit they both like to just really just snuggle and be around people yeah um, but uh, kind of tell me a little bit about what prompted that because <laughs> um, you know you guys I feel like have like double clutched with a couple foster puppies uh, and a lot of that was kind of I think made extra difficult by the by the pregnancy mm-hmm. and now you guys are neck deep in the pregnancy mm-hmm. you're as close as can be and then you decide to go ahead and make that leap so and if you guys haven't met Carl like carl is the man if it was going to be a puppy of the group it would definitely have been him so yeah uh, so tell us uh, a little bit about like how that came about and how that's kind of affecting things and you guys you guys also just moved so some really exciting things going on
1: we're just yeah we're losing our minds we're just adopting eight week old puppies when we have you know eight weeks left until a baby's born Um, I think it all comes down to, like, we'd been fostering since maybe January. And in the middle of fostering, we lost Wallace, which was absolutely devastating. And then it became, like, foster selfishly to fill the void. Yeah. And so we had all of these amazing dogs coming through our home, and I just wasn't ready to fall in love with them. Yeah. But for Andy... He was, I'm sorry if I'm sharing too much, Andy. He was devastated yeah. to not have a companion in the house. Yeah. So it was mostly Andy being like, I want this dog. I want this dog. And I was like, no. Um, and
0: Andy's kind of a puppy dog in himself where he kind of falls in love with like everybody. Like in every dog, like instantly. He's just in love. Exactly. Yeah. He
1: wanted all the dogs. Yeah. Every single dog was the right dog. Um. And like, God love him. It's so sweet. But... Maybe part of me was just not ready and used the pregnancy as a partial excuse, but it's like an actual real excuse too, right? Where there's this general fear of, how are we going to do this? How are we going to manage a puppy who could chew up our entire house, needs to go out multiple times during the middle of the night, and have a brand new baby, which we have no idea what that territory looks like yet. Um, And then we met Carl. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) which is still like one of the
0: best dog names ever
1: well and like no props to us he came with that name and it just like totally melts your heart his face is just so precious he's such a good boy yeah he's like totally our speed he just wants to nap and be lazy and I just I call him smushy instead of Carl because that's what he is yeah he's just a big smush ball from
0: his ears to like the loose skin on his face he's so just one big cute. smush ball and he just yeah. like wiggle worms around with you yeah uh, yeah he is he's a really really good pup too I mean just in terms of, like puppies like I mean if Andy's gonna take him out like takes is able to take him out off leash he follows right with him so yeah. he's definitely been an easy transition um you know, in terms of like, uh, you can see he Andy kind of molds right with him. So yeah. I haven't seen you guys interact quite as much, but um, but definitely with Andy, you can tell it fits.
1: And I think in a lot of ways, he is prep for us because we are up in the middle of the night with him sometimes yeah. multiple times because he's as big as he is. He's a baby. Yeah. And so last night I was up with him three or four different times for whatever it was that he needed, but I still needed to get up and go to work and go to my workout and you yep. just got to power through. Yeah. I'm praying that eight (laughs) weeks from now, we'll have grown out of the midnight puppy peas and whatever it is that he needs, um, because we'll have a lot of other things going on. So it's still scary, but he's, he's totally worth it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. So, uh, so what are some like final prep things? I know you guys have been going to some classes, right? Andy, Andy enthralled us with the, uh, breastfeeding (laughs) uh, information and, uh, Um, what other like prepped kind of stuff have you guys been doing?
1: You know, we've got a baby basics class, which, like, maybe this is too harsh to say. I call it, like, learn how to keep your baby alive class. So we have that. And then admittedly, like, I canceled all of our other classes because I was freaking out after them. Yeah. Like, the information is so good, but it was so overwhelming for me. So we had a labor and delivery class scheduled. And it was supposed to be eight hours like next weekend. And I was like, I can't I can't go to this. I talked to my doctor. I'm like, do I need to go? She's like, no, just show up at the hospital. Like, we'll take it one step at a time. I'll make sure you get out of here. Yeah. And I'm like, great. So we're gonna um we're gonna wing the the delivery piece okay. of this, the labor piece of this, um, which'll be great. And then we just have to put together the nursery and Await his arrival. Yeah. I mean, that's... I'm trying not to put too much pressure on it because it's all yeah. very overwhelming. Yeah. Nah, I think that's good, though. Yeah.
0: Um. So, you know, last time we had talked, we had talked a lot about, like, what your gym life looked like, mm-hmm. like, what you were still doing, and mm-hmm. I think you were still very active at the point. Now, I've also gotten quite a few text messages from people, like, behind your back that are like... <sighs> baby bear was here today and like she was still kicking ass like how awesome is that like
1: really people
0: really excited about it
1: i thought you were gonna say something like really bad no
0: only when people talk really good about you behind your back um and then uh last night you did thrive was that the first time
1: yeah nice Uh, well i did it one time on a sunday sunday and it was so awesome yeah it's like just a great way to start the day.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so, um, so now you're sort of transitioning, right? Mm -hmm. So a little bit less, maybe barbell, a little bit less lifting stuff and get into something that, that you can maybe, uh, scale a little bit more appropriately. Um, so, you know, how has that transition been? Like, what do you, have you dropped down your days per week? Have you adjusted, uh, you know, a lot of your exercises as you've been going? How's that been?
1: Yeah. So, From the beginning, I knew I wanted to continue to keep working out as much as I could. And there's been sort of like ebbs and flows, right? So in the beginning, I didn't feel great. So the workouts felt really tough and I wasn't coming as much. And then second trimester, you feel awesome. So I was coming as much as possible. And now I'm sort of on the downward slope again. And once I started to realize that I was like scaling nearly everything in the CrossFit class... Or the scales just weren't giving me the workout I wanted. I started getting frustrated. Yeah. Because the reason I keep going is, A, I want to have a strong body to, A, carry the baby, deliver the baby, be a strong mom afterwards in terms of body recovery. Yeah,
0: have a quick comeback.
1: But I feel the most like myself when I'm in the gym. Like, this pregnancy is a complete out-of-body experience for me. I'm like... What is happening, right? Like, Because it affects so many different parts of your life. And when I'm working out, I feel like me. I feel strong. I have a really clear head. And I leave in a really, really good place. And so I started having these really frustrating workouts where I was like, I physically moved, <laughs> which I think is better than sitting. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm not sure. I felt like I did something for myself. And that's when I started thinking maybe Thrive would be a really good option for me. Yeah. Um, because there is less barbell work or I'd be in the middle of a barbell workout thinking I could still do it. And then all of a sudden I would feel like crap. Yeah. Um, so last night was so awesome and the people in that class are so great. Um, and so it's a new community for me to build too, which yeah. th- funny enough, like after being at a friendship for a year, I was nervous going into class last night. Cause yeah. I was like, I don't know any of these individuals. Like I don't have any friends. And yeah. of course, um, Bobby's wife, Jenna, Yeah, it was her first night, was too. Perfect timing,
0: too. New perfect. mama coming back into it. She's on the she's on the other end of what you're going yeah. through. Yeah, so. it was perfect. Yeah. Like,
1: great greeting into the class and for us to be able to encourage each other. and um, I think it's going to be a good place for me to ride out the next eight weeks. But I'm lucky Friendship Has Thrived because it started to become this, like, I want to be here four days a week, but I can't make the programming work that many days a week. So then I just wasn't going at all, and that didn't feel good. Because I was like, okay, eight weeks of not going plus eight to ten weeks of recovery of not going. Like, I'm out of the gym four months. Yeah. Like, that doesn't feel good either. Yeah. So it's nice that Thrive is an option now and... I can jump in there and still feel like I get a good go workout.
0: Do you feel like with some of the other moms? So like Ashley Sway just came back and she had like a what I can I mean a freaky fast recovery in terms of like. But I also like her? I said like with moving and stuff like I feel like I also don't have a concept of time. But but I feel like she was able to come back in and yeah she looks amazing she's and she she's like feels. she's uh, you know her her baby is like super chill and like she just is like. Um, you know, it's it's been cool to see that. Do you feel like um, you know her and Emily and some of the other moms? Do you feel like and Jenna? You know, that's been something that like, you know, you've seen it out of them. Carly, uh, a good example, took the pregnancy a little bit. You know, later still working out, and then had a really quick comeback. Do you think that that stuff has been? Uh, it's been nice to have that in the community, just to be able to look at and know that like, you know, you are making a, a good decision with that stuff.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, first of all, like. Carly, Liz, M.A., yeah. like at just the women who have been through it, they've been so amazing from the beginning and just, you know, encouraging me to listen to my body throughout, knowing that I can literally run up to any one of them and be like, this feels weird or should I do this or should I not? Um, but specifically when I saw Ashley, I had this like moment of relief. Yeah. Because getting back to watching my body change so much, you're like, will I ever, quote-unquote, go back? Yeah. Like, will I ever not look like a pregnant woman yeah. anymore? It's like
0: Maria's biggest fear. It right? was like that, like, permanent changes will be made. Yeah. 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 And
1: maybe maybe there will. I imagine my body will definitely be different. But seeing Ashley, I was like, she looks like Ashley that I knew when I first met Ashley again. Yeah. Which means I'll look like Kristen again yeah. at some point. And I was like... Oh, phew, yeah. like this is such a relief. Yeah. She just looked so amazing. So, it it is good to have other people go through it around you and. Um, there's a couple other pregnant women in the gym, and we can support each other. So it's yeah. awesome. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, I was gonna say a lot of young, young uh, mothers, you know, who have uh, of all different age ranges. Um, a lot of zero to two year olds. Mm-hmm. So you guys are probably going to be getting, you know, a lot of hand me downs and all kinds of other stuff. Oh like my god! That. Um, I can't
1: tell you. Get like how inundated how with stuff. It's, no, yeah. it's like amazing. Like, yeah. I feel way more prepared to welcome my son because the women in the gym are like hey, do you need this bin of clothing yeah. or these toys or these bo- It's, like, so unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, and that's what, you know, It's it, we, we kind of termed this a while back. It's, like, um, you know, now with, like, in the 90s, it was always kind of, like, country clubs, and then everybody, a lot of people have really nice churches and good communities in that realm. But, like, a lot of millennials now, especially with the Facebook generation, a lot of people don't have that, like, community thing where they For do sure. get those hand-me-downs or that assistance and stuff. So I think it's been really cool to see that sort of evolve. And I think it's it's at its best when somebody, you know, faces some sort of a hardship or faces some sort of like a major life change, whether it be moving or pregnancy or, um, you know, whatever it is. It's like it always seems like there are people there, you know, willing to give, whether it's time, time or items or whatever. So, mm-hmm. so that's really cool that you guys feel like you're, you're getting that. Um, I want to backtrack, though, because you said you feel like you're you're most yourself mm-hmm. when you're at the gym mm-hmm. and you like to come four days a week. And we're coming up on our one year anniversary, almost to the day mm-hmm. of the whole life challenge last year, yeah. which is when like you did not feel comfortable with the gym and oh, you don't. were like a one day every other week kind of girl. And, it. <laughs> and it was you like, check a, my records? no, we weren't, we weren't logging quite yet. So I don't have all that, but, um, but you know, that was a, that was a big life switch for you. That was a big kind of transition point for you to start, um, you know, some habit change stuff. So as we kind of gear back into this, I'd love for you to share kind of what your mindset was when you went into the whole life challenge. Like what did you, what switch did you kind of flip that you feel like allowed you to really make a meaningful, long lasting, worthwhile change with that?
1: Hmm. Such a good question. I, I can't like express enough what a difference the whole life challenge made for me and like how it really set me off on this track of completely changing all of the habits in my life um, I, I think I went into it with an open mind knowing that I had some habits I needed to change we had just moved back from New York I was incredibly inactive I just hadn't found my place um, and I was trying to eat the way I ate when I was walking all over the city, and I was watching my body change drastically. And then, yeah. I mean, admittedly, I, I was working a lot less, so I was, like, having a beer on a Tuesday and a yeah. Wednesday, because it's a tasty beverage to me. It's yeah. like drinking water. Um, so I saw, like, a lot of really negative things going on with just, like, the way I felt, the way I felt about the way I looked. um, And I knew that something had to change. So I was like, okay, let's jump into the whole life challenge. And immediately I became like really fixated on the food portion of it. Yeah. Because that was easy for me to kind of, the way my brain works to wrap around like the yes and the no. It's super clear.
0: Andy, who is a dietitian,
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, by the way. Used the term...
0: I think anal about that. Like I you was. were, you were hardcore. Like I, was. I mean, to for a dietitian to say that about so, how somebody's approach to food, like that's that's pretty serious. Yeah,
1: and I was like on him about whether it was on the list or not. Oh too. yeah, I would yeah. be like, we had sort you're of an on running joke
0: to, about yeah, that.
1: <laughs> not allowed to eat that. It's not on the list. And yeah. he would be like, I'm I'm gonna eat yeah. it. Yeah. Um, committed <laughs> to memory. Yep. Or if he did eat it, I'd be like, well, then you better make sure you mark yeah. that you. Yeah. You get a zero. You get, get a zero. zero lose the points. Yep. Yeah. I count the points that he would lose for the day. Um, but I got really serious about that. And I think the part that, that piece of, I think there's seven pieces of yeah. it that mm-hmm. worked for me was, um, knowing I would lose points. Yeah. And I didn't want to lose points. I just, as a student going through school, yeah. like, I wanted the A and yeah. that was sort of the way this, the food worked for me too. But then I started realizing like I was addicted to sugars whether that was carbs or, you know, desserts or whatever it was. And so after the first few weeks, which were difficult, I admit, they're hard. And, like, as soon as you kind of get unaddicted to those foods, it just, you don't want them again. Yeah. And I felt so much better on a daily basis. Like, physically, my body felt better. Yeah. Um, And then... Came, okay, I, I don't want to lose points elsewhere. Yeah. So now I have to go into the gym. So it was like, well, let me at least try and go in like two days a week. Yeah. And then it became, let me try and go more than one day at a time. Because I convinced myself I could only go to the gym once. Yeah. And I needed a day off. Yeah. And I could go once and then I needed a day off. So it was like, okay, well, let me see if I can go two days in a row. And that week I went four days in a row. Yeah. And then it became, well, I did it last week, so I'm going to do it this week. And then the community aspect kicks, kicks in. Yeah. You start making all these friends. And then you want to be there yep. as much as possible. Um, so the whole thing, I think, it just resonated with me the way it's set up. And then the way that it just became natural for me to continue to eat that way, to continue to work out, and to feel less scared about coming in the gym. But you touched on that yeah. earlier. I was terrified every day i walked into the gym anxiety stricken driving to the gym
0: yeah which is (laughs) like like, over what knowing you which is so silly not silly but it's so it's so interesting to me and it's something that i always try to keep like in the front of my brain when people are coming into the facility is um is that fear that that like this is this is legitimately terrifying to people like people will tell us stories about how they like pulled into our parking lot and then they left Oh, sure. And like without even coming in the door because they were just scared by it. And it's interesting to me because you're one of the most uh, warm, outgoing, social people that I've met. And I feel like, you know, it'd be really easy for you to make connections and really easy for you to meet people and do all that stuff. But um, but still, you know, the, the workout aspect of it or, you know, whatever the intimidation of just the the being in that atmosphere where you have to kind of know what's going on um, is is always so interesting to me. And that's, that's what I think is... Is important to think about though when you take on the challenge stuff is you know what is what is my goal what are my intentions with it not necessarily like what does the challenge say to do yeah but what do i want to get out of it mm-hmm. um and so for you it was clean up the diet yeah and then you know small accomplishable goals with coming to the gym but then just like you said the cool part about it what i love about a good challenge a successful challenge to me is the it did you build the habit like is it something the day after the challenge the week after the challenge did you still want to come four days a week and the fact that that kind of got it hooks in you if nothing else then that challenge was you know a good success for you oh, and for then sure. you know and then conversely you know you look at the the other end of it it's like you know your physical changes which i think like were like six percent body fat change or five percent mm-hmm. body fat change which is insane in eight weeks um you know, those nutrition habits really stuck with you all the way up and through the pregnancy stuff. Oh, um, for sure. And so, and then the pregnancy stuff got a little weird on diet and we can talk about that. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but you know, I think that that's uh, I think that's uh, such a good insight for people. And, you know, as we take on challenges and stuff, I think it's so it, there's not a lot of people that have not only been successful in the challenge cause there are a lot of people that are successful yeah. in the challenge, but then taken that success And like doubled down, tripled down, like kept that success going for an extended period of time and made it a part of their life. So I think that you're, you know, really like a a beacon for people as they start to take on the whole life challenge. Um, You know, you're somebody that people should feel like they can reach out to if they are looking for something with that. So
1: Oh, for sure. And I think I was admittedly listening to my first podcast of yours about an hour ago. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Um, About doing things that are not easy, convenient, and comfortable. And that was my first sort of taste at friendship of doing something that wasn't easy, wasn't convenient, and wasn't comfortable. And then after that, I got such a high off of taking that challenge, succeeding at it, that I was like, what's my next challenge at the gym? And so I think I joined Barbell Club barbell or Row yeah. Club. Yeah, Row Club, yeah. And then Row Club was over. What's next? Yep. Barbell Club. Yep. And what was after Barbell Club? It was the snatch version of Barbell Club. Yep. And, yep. and then I got pregnant. And, and then you got like, pregnant. was yep. like, no more bar- Barbell Club. Yep. Um, and so this is my new challenge is having a son. But yep. I so look forward to getting back into that element of having those challenges for myself and i think that's why i say i feel my most like myself in the gym because i'm going in there to do something for myself that challenges me and makes me better and stronger and i previously was just sort of going through the motions of i have to go to work, i have to come home, yeah. do dinner, watch tv,
0: yeah. so you prove to yourself that given a challenge i can't accomplish it. Like sure. i can and i think just like you said like sometimes it can be the smallest thing in the world Something so simple as cutting out sugar or going yeah. a second day a week, um, but that starts this big, powerful snowball rolling. Mm-hmm. And like once you get that momentum going, just like you said, I, I do think it's a little addictive. But I think addictive has a negative connotation. I think it's addictive in a really good way sure. because it's motivating. Um, you For know, sure. and, and it drives you to take on bigger challenges or be accepting of new things that like, had you not accomplished any of those tasks, you would have been like, I'm not going to do that. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and pregnancy might've been that for you guys. Like you might not have taken that on if you were still adverse to challenges, if you were still adverse to to new things. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's great. And one of the things you just said, I think really resonates with me with moms. So, um, you know, taking the hour or, you know, four hours out of your week, to do something for yourself Mm -hmm. it's one of those things that is it slips by the wayside for a lot of moms and it's a big reason why we did the mom's class and a big reason why we've tried as much as we can now to implement some of the kids and some of the different things because I think it's really important for moms to maintain that to keep that Um, and so you know Andy and I have talked a lot about from an employment perspective how we still make sure that You know, he gets in his hour, his workouts, you know, you get in your workouts, he's there for you, um, so that you can still come in and you guys can be a team from that aspect. But I think that's the biggest thing is like, you know, you do have to realize that like while inherently that is selfish, it lets you be the best you for everybody else for the other 23 hours out of the day. Absolutely. And so I think that that's cool that you're already in tune with that a little bit and it's something that you know as you become a mother and you face other challenges it's only going to get harder but uh in that aspect what i find from people and you know you said ma earlier and i think she's a great example of somebody but there are a lot of other examples i think it becomes more important um to get your hour in Mm -hmm. right i think sarah clifton said that there's there's a lot of different moms that tell me it's just like you know what and it, the more noise you're around, and the more kids you have, and the more chaos there is, and the more they grow up, and they have sports and all this stuff, and it's just like you're you're kind of go 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 all the time. It's like just to have an hour where it's just like I'm just I only have to focus on me. Um, I think yeah. it's so important. So um, so that's awesome that you've started to put that in place for yourself. You know
1: the other aspect of that that I personally love and. I've picked this up watching the other moms in the gym and them having their sons and daughters around is, I love that their sons and daughters look at them and they're like, my mom's a badass. Badass. Like, how, like, how cool is that? Yep. And I, for me, like, I can't wait for my son to think I'm a badass. Yeah. Which is not the way I would have described how it, my son would think about me a yeah. year ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like probably would think I'm a total softy cuddle bug. Yeah. Whatever. But I and, and he can think that too. That's awesome because I am those things. But I want him to know that I'm also really strong yeah. and will be for him and then hopefully he'll be inspired to, you know, live a strong lifestyle physically, mentally. Yeah. As he grows up. That'll be normal for him.
0: Yep. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, we have a couple of people that come to mind real quick that like they have fit parents that are like in their seventies and eighties. Yeah. And when you hear them talk about like their mom, like I think of like Steve Armitage, and you hear him talk about his mom, he's just like she's just such a badass. Like I love she's it. she's still she like wakes up and does push ups and she's like ridden a bike across America. She's done all this different stuff. And like and she's just about and like you can tell he just gets like he gets amped up to tell people about it. Yeah. And just to talk about it. Um and I I think, you know, the more you get into Being inside of physical things and mental challenges and physical challenges and all that stuff, um, there's that little like respect that you give to people. um, You know, just knowing, and I think that's what the community is. Is Mm -hmm. I think it's other people giving each other respect because they know it's not easy to wake up at four forty-five to get your workout in to go to a full day of work. It's why that five thirty a.m. class is usually like pretty tight knit. Yeah, and there's a special bond there because everybody has this. Mutual respect for everybody who's doing it, but I think that that's uh, from like what I get most excited about. I love when I hear like moderate, like you know, ten to fourteen age kids start talking about their mom and dads. Like, yeah, yeah well, my dad lives, My dad can deadlift this much. i like, I'm like yeah, that's, like that's. that's I sweet. love <laughs> I love hearing it because you can just tell like in their head it's just like they're like a superhero. Um, and so I think that that's um, you know, I think you and Andy are going to be true, like just great parents generally, but I think especially great parents in like being such great role models. Cause I think that you guys are just so, um, you know, hardworking, you guys are both always working to be mentally stronger people, um, physically stronger people. And I think that that is like something that kids just don't necessarily, they're not surrounded with all the time. Right. Um, there's so much in our community. There's so much like just... I hate my job, I hate this, I hate that, I'm negative about everything, I don't have anything I do for myself, and I don't love anything, and, like, and so, I'm not really challenging myself in any way, and it's, like, I feel like you guys are constantly taking on, you know, new challenges, and dangerous things, and all kinds <laughs> dangerous, of
1: Dangerous, <this> well. <laughs> well,
0: dangerous, dangerous from, and so, I'll, I'll quantify that, right, so, uh, you have to understand, that, like, You know, when I met you, it was like, you know, you were working at Diamond Hill and Andy was working at the hospital stuff, and he's, and then he walked away from his job like cold turkey to come and work for a small business. And, um, you know, and then, you guys move and adopt a dog and get pregnant and it's just like wing bang, boom. And it's just like, and I'm like, Holy shit. All those things are terrified. <laughs> it's just like, they're
1: all terrifying. Yeah.
0: Um, but you know, I, I, think you guys have, have caught it all in stride. You guys have made some great relationships with people along the way in a very, very short time. And, um, and I think that that's so, uh, so cool. So, um, so let's shift gears let's talk about Andrew Andrew Tierra. he'll oh, love this um, yeah
1: podcast this is what this is what he, he wanted he
0: he said he wanted the podcast to be all about him oh my
1: gosh.
0: Um. yeah he's very very egotistical and self-centered <laughs> how do you deal with that um.
1: <laughs> uh, he's not and yeah. and there's a there was a book on our coffee table for a long time called Ego is the Enemy yep. and, and to I mean we all have days that we're self-centered but I think we're both not afraid to tell each other, like y- you're thinking about yourself yeah. only in this moment, and like dial it back yep. for a second. So, I and mean, we've been together 11 years, and so we have just really honest communication between one another. yeah um I think it's going to be interesting to see how we both adjust to becoming completely unselfish when we have a baby who has to come first and yeah. how that's going to affect. Uh, each of us individually and then as a team and we were just talking the other night like this is going to completely change our relationship with one another mm. and how do you stay connected and come out on the other side a better team yeah and it's going to be it's going to be pushing the ego down a lot yeah I think yeah and,
0: and we just like to have a Don Ray joke because I feel like a part <laughs> of his his humor is being this like loud, boisterous personality, you know? Um, And he's, he's like the big dumb animal that everybody, everybody (laughs) enjoys. Um, But, uh, but, you know, I, I think, uh, I think with the, you know, pushing the ego aside and doing those different things, like you still see all the time that like he, you know, he's got this huge soft spot for you. It's like very protective. It's very (laughs) loving. Um, And, you know, when you hear kind of your guy's story, I think it's so funny um, you know, going back to like the courtship of mm. you and, uh, you know, the effort that was put in for a decent while, right? Like long time, long time he was going for, going for some Kristen. So, <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, I think, but I think that's a part of it for him. You know, I think yeah. it's, um, you know, it's, it's something that, uh, that, you know, he's very thankful to have in his life all the time. And so it's, uh, it's been a fun relationship, but tell me a little bit about like, you know, your guys, you know, your post, like, college time frame, I mean, you guys, you've moved, you've had different jobs, you guys have been a few different places, like, you guys yeah. have had, you know, it's it's been a little while since you guys have really, like, set down roots, which I feel like you're, like, really starting to do now.
1: Yeah, we were long-distance all through college, and when I moved to Ohio so that we could be together after I graduated, it was a gamble. It was like, this is either going to work or it's going to blow up in our faces because we known nothing but being long-distance with each other. And right away, we were just this awesome team. And one of the things I think about, because I moved here when I was 21 or 22 we could have easily grown apart over all of this time together, right? Because those are such huge years in terms of you figuring out who you are, what you want, what you want your future to look like, and what you believe in and what you don't believe in. And we easily could have come up with completely different ideas of what we wanted. Yeah, and And I think
0: that's super common. Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, And the amazing thing was we always stayed on the same page and we always stayed really connected about... um, what we wanted together moving forward. Um, And so it is a little bit scary moving into this new phase where it's not just us anymore. Yeah. Or us and a dog, which has been commonly our little trio. Um, And... You know, Andy's the positive one always. He's like, oh, we're going to kill it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that. I mean, there's sort of that confidence yeah. in him. He's just like, I have no doubt we're going to be literally the best parents ever.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I'm like, yeah, but, and I start telling him all the real things that are going to happen about the sleep we'll lose and, um, you know, the time it's going to take away from all the things that we want to do and maybe date nights are going to be tough. And he's like, no.
0: Yeah. We're good. Yeah
1: um so you gotta gotta love him for that all the time and i know i'm tough on him sometimes with like my realist side yeah and he just maintains so much optimism through everything that we've done and i think that's gotten us through a lot of the changes the moves um and it's funny because when he's down i'm up when i'm up you know what i mean he's down it it seems to balance each other and when we moved to New York, it was really tough on him. He's like, I can't do this. I need to get out of here. I want to be back on farmland. I want to be back at my CrossFit gym. I want to be with my friends, grilling out, drinking beers, yeah. pushing hay. He's never pushed hay, but <laughs> I would love to push hay. Cutting, chopping wood, whatever. And I was like, you you have to stick this out with me. This is you know, going to be an amazing challenge for us. We're going to grow from this. And it was tough on him for a long time yeah. when we were there. And it, um, ended up being exactly that an amazing challenge for us and um, we came out with incredible friends, great experiences and a clearer vision of what we wanted our life to look like and that's what we're doing now so yeah. I think it all paid off to go through again another challenge in life because you just get a clear sense of who you are and what you want and what makes you happy
0: yeah, I think it's great mm. <laughs> please I'm, feel free they can't see it on the video
1: this gorgeous cheese board. Yeah,
0: check out my cheese It's bread. like
1: Andy was like my my rep, like I'm JLo, lo and he called in advance and was like, please make sure Some there's... Some
0: fig spread? Fig
1: spread, crackers. Some cheese and
0: crackers. Yeah. Nice glass of water. My cup. See, you guys come to the new Friendship uh, podcast station and you're going to be pampered. You just got to let me know ahead <laughs> of time. It's going to be our main List goal. of
1: demands.
0: List of demands, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. I can get by cheese and crackers all day though.
1: Yeah.
0: Alright, so along these lines, we're gonna start talking a little bit about food in restaurants. Okay. So uh first let's talk about life living with dietitian a dietitian. Andy, okay. <laughs> so Andy has Andy I feel like when he first came was a little bit like kinda like what you were talking about. He's like drinking a decent amount of beer he was maybe a little bit soft i think when we did his first like in body scan i think he was like 14 or 15 percent body fat which like isn't inherently soft but now he's like seven right yeah, he looks much ridiculous. lower right yeah he's also like 20 pounds heavier yeah so he's which put on like 30 pounds of muscle because
1: yeah. he's grown out of all of his clothing i'm sure he's busting he the seams in the suit a lot of clothing yeah And now I'm responsible for replacing it.
0: Uh, It's absolutely one of my claims to fame is the amount of suit pant slash dress pant bottoms and jeans that I have busted that I consider myself responsible. I don't take credit for almost anything outside of when people bust their pants. That's the only thing I will take credit for. If you're
1: going to take credit for that and be proud of it, I have a suggestion for you. I think you need to put... 10% of everybody's monthly membership into a clothing savings fund. Okay. And when they come to you and they say, my wife wants to kill me, I've outgrown all my clothes, you say, well, you're in luck because I've been putting $15 a month
0: we could just create like a little like uh <laughs> we sh- we should do it as like a like a like a fund UNK money can manage the fund okay right we'll get golden yeah. bear and ddp and Bathman. perfect they'll go they'll manage the fund, and we can earn like some good um you know some good percentage points on it and uh you know they'll get us dialed in we'll get like 13 14 returns which <laughs> you know you'll you'll take that 10 percent of those and if you think about it like that sort of makes sense because you really won't need it for like a year and a half.
1: Oh, for sure. There's so, a t- there's a, plenty of time for it to grow. Yeah,
0: yeah. Not and a bad idea. And then we'll
1: do a withdraw, one-time withdraw for yeah. you to go size up on your clothing. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, it's very out of the box. Okay. I like that. Um, yeah, and it would also incentivize, like, you're not going to get this unless you've made, like, a meaningful change, right? Yeah. Um, and so for, like, smaller guys, like skinny, scrawny, weak guys like Andy when he first came... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kill you! <laughs> and, that thing, you and, called him
1: soft yeah. about a minute ago, and now
0: that, now that he's now he's so court. big and manly and strong, he's finally growing his facial hair back out. Thank you, by the way, because no. he looks amazing. No, with it. do
1: you know what I said to him? What I said, you better shave that before your son comes because first impressions last a lifetime. I
0: know, and he wants his Did son to think he's I a said? man, and he looks like such a man. With I facial don't hair. want
1: to be embarrassed when I look at our photos ten years from now, like. And I'm sure you gotta my let son. him get through. He's got
0: two months to get through the awkward phase. He's in the awkward phase. you can't judge him right now.
1: I said to him, I was like, I'm gonna be showing him my, my our son a picture of you the day he was born. I'm gonna be like, and this is your dad, and he looks scrubby because he no. refused to shave. He looks like a man of commitment arrival. because he's
0: stuck with an ugly beard for like a month. <laughs>
1: You're admitting it now, not though. Great. But
0: then when he sticks with it, he, he, that's this is the thing with all beards, right? All beards have a stage, and it's like for some people it's like just a week or two. For some people it's like a month, right, Which or two handy. months. Okay, but that's what you have to make it through to be. A man of a beard, right? Because everybody's going to make fun of you. You're going to get a bunch of questions. So it's testing your conviction of the facial hair, right? And so I, knowing that that's what people are going through, I try to be as supportive as possible mm-hmm. when people go through that phase because I know it's challenging, right? You're getting you're getting dissension from your wife, your, all the most important people in your life, probably your boss, all these other things. So you got to be there to support him through that because that's a tough phase for people, it's right? Tough. It's like you with pregnancy, right? I wouldn't sit there and bash you because you're pregnant, right? I'm going to support you through that, okay? You know
1: what? Same don't, thing. Don't it's a commitment. You gotta got to make it the
0: full nine months. <laughs> He's got to make it the full three months. It's – you got you to gotta let a man live sometimes. Every guy has to try out the beard once in their life. You have to. He's trying it. We are trying so hard to get my dad to try it out. Trying so uh, George hard. And I think he'd have some salt and beer. pepper and yes. it's so thick, I think he'd look amazing. But
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but in no all, dice so far.
1: In all fairness, I'm not married to Andy for his good looks. So, I don't mind it. I just I want him to make a good impression with our son.
0: Well, he looks really dialed in with his hair, so he's not going to look scrubby. Yeah, right?
1: his hair is always
0: good. So, you know, the facial odds hair can of be a my scrubby. son
1: coming out with a full head of hair that Andy can part and put gel in like day one.
0: Yeah, I sort of feel bad for him because if he like doesn't have like great hair.
1: He's going to be like, so pissed.
0: Yeah, Andy's going to really, like, struggle to parent him. <laughs> it's going to be, like, really <laughs> tough. <laughs> it's like...
1: As you're not my child.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. What is that? What are you, what are you, growing your hair out? Uh, that doesn't work for me. Although, Andy grows hair out <laughs> one time. He'll be, be at yeah. the
1: Royal Rhino Club, like, week
0: two. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. As as They're trying so hard, the hard the to house. get James there right now, I oh, think. And sure. he would look he would look amazing yes. Getting, like, some, like, hard-cut parts in. <laughs> um... Where were we, what were we even talking about for food? Yeah, food. <laughs> living Somehow with a dietitian. Yeah, living with a dietitian. We
1: didn't
0: get there. <laughs> um so now he's like uh he's like, you know, eating a lot more clean, I think, mm-hmm. right? And he's he's been pre-dialed in and he's gotten a lot stronger. He's mm-hmm. probably one of, if not the strongest guys in the gym now. Um, and so, you know, you, you kinda think about that and it's like you're making these massive body composition changes. He's making these massive body composition changes. Um, you know, what did you guys change in the household? Or was it just simply like a little more attentiveness, like a little less alcohol? Like, what was it?
1: It's It was definitely less alcohol. I mean, pre-pregnancy, it was even, for me, a lot less alcohol. Yeah. I was actually treating it like a beverage. Like, oh, I'm thirsty. Yeah. I like beer. I'll have beer. Um and it wasn't uncommon for us to watch a football game and i would have three beers and he would have four or five yeah. right not nothing that was intoxicating but it just tastes good it was yeah. part of the relaxation um and now that really doesn't exist anymore so it was definitely that and then i mean in terms of just living with the dietician like pre andy <clears throat> i was like 25 pounds heavier at baseline mm-hmm. Um, because I didn't know how to eat. I just carved out all the time. I think that's really, really common. Yeah. So I don't feel weird about that. No. But I moved in with him and I literally dropped like 18 pounds in six months just eating what he ate because he knows how to compose a meal. Yeah. That's balanced. Yeah. And there's a lot of times if I'm like, well, I'll take over the meal planning for the week. He's like, okay, like <laughs> I'll just, like deliver what Tuesday's meal is. And yeah. he's like, where's the protein? Yeah, no ratios here. Right? So I've had to learn a lot from him in terms of what needs to be in a meal for it to be like filling and sustainable um, and it can't just be all carb. So um, he's just really thoughtful about creating balanced meals and we don't eat out a lot. Yeah. So it's it's cooking at home every night or it's creating easy meals at home like um, tomorrow night we're having... Burgers from the deli at Whole Foods, we'll pair it with a salad kit. Yeah. We're making a salad from scratch, and we'll probably put, like, fingerling potatoes on the side. Nice. And there won't be, you know, a bun on the burger, but it's it's our protein, it's a vegetable, and it's a starch, and the whole meal will take us, like, 20 minutes to prep. Yeah. And it's delicious. Yeah. Um, and so it's coming up with creative things that we can do like that at home that sustain our needs don't break the bank and um are healthy
0: yeah are you guys gonna dive in on the so game the what the so what
1: is that
0: Uh, that's the the water uh cooking meat thing that i've been oh yeah i am i i doubled tripled down so this is a ddp creation so this is his thing so this is great diamond hill conversation topics have you
1: you sold Andy on that yet like, I don't have you had, really like, the in combo in with him?
0: So I need to, like, have you guys over, have, like, all of the interested people over to, like, try the flank stick on it. I made it last night. So I had to, like, I was doing it, like, on the cheap, right? I had I had gotten the Soviet as a, a gift. And so I hadn't paid a dime. And I was using just the pans we had. And it was real, like, duct tape together with just, like, like crappy Ziploc bags. And so I started getting these messages when I was posting that. And Cash really, like hit me hard and he goes, I'm telling you, you have to invest in the full setup. So now I have a vacuum sealer for the bags. I have the full, like, so like, actual, like, dunk tank with, like, the little trays to hold the meat and stuff. Whoa. Um, so, I went, like, full bore. And last night, we did the first real meal with it, full bore. And they were... It was the best meat I've ever tasted, restaurants included.
1: That's It insane. was
0: unbelievable. We could
1: get... We could probably get in the game.
0: Well, and it's so easy. I, I love it. The, it's the simplest thing in the world. Like, literally... I mean the with the vacuum sealer I think all in my prep time last night was like 3 minutes right what? and you put it in the water and then like I came back here and worked on the computer for like an hour Maria and I watched a show and then it's ready and then like we literally just touch it on a pan and you're good to go and I think total like total prep time with the searing and with the with the like sealing the bags and everything I think we were under 5 minutes and it's the best It's
1: a completely meet. passive meal Yep which
0: and is, you can leave it in the water for like six hours. So like you could do it at like lunch and it would be ready for dinner.
1: It's like a crock pot.
0: Yeah. But for me. Yeah. It's so crazy. We and can get behind that. It's it's a it's a cool thing. I like I'm I don't like like pushing people on things because I'm very like set in the ways that I do things, but like this is that's like a this is one of those life hacks. This okay. is one of those things. Like we were just talking about you don't feel like you have many life hacks. There's your first life hack. Start start dialing it in.
1: I don't feel like I have and Andy loves life hacks, so he's gonna be we're gonna be buying one of these, I imagine, after he hears. His yeah,
0: podcast. I've been pushed to like push more, uh, talk more about my life hacks on on the podcast. Good. So, so here's here it is, right? But we've already talked about this one, so this one probably won't count for people because they're already doing it. So I'll need to come up with some fresh, creative ones. So okay. Uh, but you talked about you guys don't eat out much, but when you do eat out, where do you like to go? What's your favorite place?
1: So I like s- small, intimate places yeah I really don't like big loud restaurants with lots of people yep. I typically avoid chain restaurants because they don't have like the atmosphere I'm looking for yeah so most people don't know this I'm a self proclaimed atmosphere snob okay it's got to be it's gotta be right yeah um, and there's no How's def- the atmosphere right now the atmosphere is great okay good. I've already awesome. asked you for this paint color yeah. for the baby's room Um, But right doesn't mean fancy, it just means right. And whether that's like really rustic and adorable, or if it's like really cottagey feeling, like whatever it is, it just needs to be precious. And so the first restaurant that comes to mind that like just totally makes me so happy is um, Bossy Italia in Victorian Village. Because it's like really tucked away, Really quiet, there's like a handful of tables inside, but then during the warm months they have this gorgeous back patio with all of these like florals and it's like a brick paver pat it's just so precious. Yeah, I love it. Um and they have and they have good food. Yeah. Um and so it's really more of just like small intimate settings. With good food, places that I can hear the person that I'm talking to and have like a really meaningful conversation, yeah. versus like screaming. at Yeah, each that's other that's over huge
0: for me too. And that was what we went to. Um, uh, was it the Avenue down in Grandview? Gorgeous. We had a great experience down there. Gorgeous. Um, and I've been to the Grandview up in Dublin a couple times now, and it's a it's a little bit louder. It's a the little Avenue bit more, in Dublin. Mm-hmm. is? Yeah, okay. it's a little bit more packed in. So um, I really thought the Avenue down in Grandview was like one of the best atmospheres that I've I've been around.
1: I think I said that when I got there. Yeah. It's yeah. like, Atmosphere 100. Yeah. Like, nailed it. It's so beautiful in yeah, there.
0: Yeah, that's definitely on the tops of my list. I'm Let's very,
1: go. like, people t- ask me where I want to go eat, and I will Google image Yeah, all of the different places, because I want to know, like, am I going to feel totally uncomfortable in there, or yeah. am I going to be able to just settle in, have a glass of wine, and just, like, get into the groove with, like, connecting with somebody.
0: Yeah. I'm big on the atmosphere stuff. Like, so I love this. I'm kind of in the same vibe for dinner. I'm such a weird... This is going to sound weird because I'm going to say atmosphere snob for diners.
1: What, specifically, your subcategory but is like, diners. But, but
0: this is what's so weird. is Wait, like. but
1: we're not in like a diner state.
0: I know. And so when I like... You can ask Maria, and I have sort of like a weird sixth sense. Also, people who went with, on uh, Chris Sansbury's bachelor party with me. Okay. Because I made them go to a, a diner. But actually, like three diners while we were gone. Any that I go on road trips, like... My first a number one goal is always to find like the most dinery small town diner. The most dinery diner. Like I'm talking like I want to sit at the counter. Yeah. I want to, I want to get like a weird handwritten like ticket. The
1: straw out of that. Yep. Silver. I want a handwritten ticket. Oh, with sure. prices
0: on it that you can't read. Can
1: you only pay cash? Maybe? Yep. Yep.
0: All those things, right? And like, and inevitably, those places have like the best pancakes, the best omelets. Easily. You get like you know you go to bob evans you go to one of these chains they like skimp on you get these crappy like sweatshop eggs and it's like three is like this teeny it looks like one these places you get like they're like yeah it's a two egg omelet and it fills up like a whole plate yeah exactly (laughs) i love it so like i am so huge on on that stuff i love it because i'm just like um you know we when we went on chris's bachelor party we sat down and we were all just like ravenous. I think we'd driven like six or seven hours straight and we'd finally like found a place. We left really early in the morning, so we were all starving. And uh, and so we get to this place and I make every we drove so far out of the way. They trusted me to find a place.
1: Just for the diner.
0: Just for this diner. And it was
1: probably called like Betsy's.
0: Oh yeah, it was something I mean Carls. And we were super rural. Like we're in like the middle of Pennsylvania. There's nothing around. And uh and we went to this diner and it it was incredible. It was the food was amazing, um, and so I got like I think I got like five plates. I got the French toast. I got pancakes. I got like two different omelets. Like it was amazing, and just like scarfed all of it.
1: I feel like these men just like trust you to guide them, and you never lead them astray. So they're like, why not?
0: Now, to be fair, they might tell you that I led them astray. I don't. I did not feel led astray. <laughs> I,
1: I left this. <laughs> it was exactly. It was
0: exactly what I wanted. Now I think Jeff. the the um I think it was. I think everybody was satisfied. It was not the fastest route, right? We went. Sure. we We lost some time, right? But
1: uh you didn't lose time. You were all together. Yeah, exactly. That was it's the whole like,
0: goal the and weekend. that's the thing. It's like we're on a bachelor party and we're going for the you weekend. To like. Be what are we, what do we got going on? Yeah. It's like, what are we in a hurry to get as there for? As you're yeah. together. So, um, said, so no, it was, uh, I had a great time. So it, for me, it was, like, the highlight of the trip outside of getting <laughs> to spend time with guys. But it was great because it was our Forget first... It was the first
1: married. Well, it was
0: the first place. Well, he's not getting married till like, next May. Um, but that was the first place where we all got, like, together. Um, and so the rest of everybody was, like, scattered driving. And then everybody was able to get together at the diner and, like, talk and stuff. So um, it was great. And then we were definitely out of character. Everybody else was, like, regulars, diner regulars. Oh, sure. And then we were the only... We were these... Who the hell, are all these out of town people coming up and taking also up our diner spots? Buff. Yep. We so need like
1: twelve booths for their muscles.
0: Yeah, we definitely get like odd looks when we go places. For so sure. Andy, we got. I was with uh, Andy, Eric, and Omar at Lowe's the other day, and this like old woman's like, "What are you guys a rugby team?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Andy, Andy said some comment you back
1: that when he would walk into the rooms at the hospitals, the old woman would be like, "Oh, is it my birthday?" <laughs> just thought he was like a stripper yeah
0: coming in. well you know so you gotta <laughs> put other things on your resume secondary roles you know what do you do um what else
1: Dietitian, strip
0: yeah exactly yeah <laughs> that's what, put it on the resume um yeah that's uh you know sarah clifton likes to joke at i think with him at, at 9 30 um so you know now i put put eric in front of 9 30 sometimes mitchell in front of 9 30 sometimes and I just joked the other day with Sarah. I go, I'm just trying to give you all this this young, fresh meat to right. you know, grab onto and look at all day. So, That's right. um, you know, the good gym for
1: has a lot of very handsome men
0: and women. I was gonna say beautiful uh, well, women. For sh- yeah,
1: for sure. It's just yeah. like a really good looking group.
0: Well, I feel like it's uh, you know, it, I tell people all the time. It's like I think one of the things when people find us as a facility, they're they're inundated. They they're obsessed with with aesthetics right that everybody who comes is i want to lose weight i look want. It. basically what they're saying is i want to be more attractive naked right or i want to look oh, better sure. in, in the mirror right and it's kind of one of those things where it's like when your focus is there you don't actually build the habits or focus on the things that will get you there right and so like once you take a step away from that a little bit and you get yourself in an atmosphere where it's like why don't you instead maybe try to get some pull-ups or maybe learn how to snatch or maybe improve your mile run or get better at push-ups or like do these things. And you kind of get people a little bit more focused on like performance stuff. Like Mm -hmm. let's get some PRs. Let's try to push this a little bit. Um, You know, when, when I tell you to go as hard as you can, just go as hard as you can. And then after like a long enough timeline, you start to maybe focus on that stuff a little bit more. And then to get a better mile time to get more pull-ups to get better weightlifting like you also start eating right you also start sleeping more and you start doing these things and then along the way then you just start falling into what i like to call people's natural bodies Mm -hmm. When the bodybuilding world has done i think a disservice to people and for women it's like the swimsuit model world has done this disservice because they try to tell you you know you want you know Tiny legs and a big butt and big boobs and a tiny waist and like same thing for guys like you want these huge chests and these big arms and then like you want these like rippled abs and like all this stuff and then who cares about your legs nobody gives a shit no, um, for sure. and there's just like all these all these weird things and so these these people have all these weird like uh, training thoughts or aesthetic ideas in their head of this is what it's gonna be this is what I want to look like and it's like you know what why don't you just focus on just being healthy and then your body will look the way you want to look. And inevitably what starts to happen is like little things like your skin starts to look better, right? Your hair looks better. And then all of a sudden like little, you know, you start to just be a little bit leaner. So like your muscles maybe show a little more and all those things are very aesthetically pleasing to people to like, just, just to humans. Mm -hmm. We are actually like programmed to see like that is a healthy man. That would be a good mate therefore like i'm attracted to him right oh, for sure. we don't see like like oh big pecs and biceps like that's great you know and it's just like it's so uh it's so interesting how like how that world has kind of um you know pushed its way into like health and fitness to try to mold you into this like this uh, avatar right of like a person like this is what i'm supposed to look like it's just like You're just supposed to look like what you want to look like, what your body, what your genetics is supposed to look like.
1: I would say, and this is probably really common, especially for someone like myself walking into friendship and all the other anxieties I experienced, but one of them was a hyper focus on making sure that I didn't get too muscly or too, uh, what was the word I would use? Bulky. Yeah, bulky. Bulky, yeah. And I talked about it all the time and yep. I was terrified that I would get bulky and then Andy would realize that he didn't like muscular women and then he would no longer be attracted to me because yep. he, I'd never been muscular before. Like, how do I know what he would think about that? And K Money heard a lot about it and she's incredible. She's so level headed and she would just refocus me every single time. Yep. Like, just getting my head to the right. Place yeah. versus focusing on what are my muscles going to look like and yeah. how bulky am I going to be. And when I just started focusing on challenging myself and becoming better for myself versus specifically what being in the gym was going to do for my body, I became so much more confident than I was previously. And I did start to really love the way that I looked even though my arms were more muscular than you would typically see on a woman or in a magazine. And then when I got pregnant, I actually got scared of losing it. I didn't yeah. want it to go away. Yeah. Um, so it's it's so true. Like you, you think you know what you want until you fall into your natural body and you realize it's really, it's so beautiful. And then yeah. I think the other piece of that is if you're only focusing on your body, you're not focusing on your mind growth. Yep. And the most attractive people are the confident yep. ones. Not confident because their abs look good, but confident because you can sense it when they walk in the gym. They're yep. just happy. It's a good day. They're excited to be alive. Yep. They know they've got something to offer. And it's not about check out my body.
0: Yeah. No, and I mean, I was ultra proof of that. I mean, I, you know, before I went into the army, I was, I was, uh, I lacked a ton of confidence. Um, you know, I was not in a great position. Like, you know, physically or mentally, I had no real growth or development in my life. Um, you know, as I started to find little successes, beat challenges um, that were faced, you know, faced me in the army, then I started to gain a little bit of confidence. But I was really obsessed with really taking those years to kind of figure out like who I was and what I wanted and accomplish, you know, some of the goals that, that I knew, like, while I had this opportunity, this would be the only time that I would be able to accomplish these, right? Where I was stationed in DC, the tomb being one of those, right? It's the only time in my life I'm going to have that opportunity. Um, and so you, you know, you kind of go through that, but once I started to lift weights and stuff, I was still very focused on kind of myself. I did not, you know, I'd had almost, you know, no success really finding women that I felt like, shared things, uh, shared things that I enjoyed, um, you know, vibed with me, were a good compliment to me, anything along those lines. Right. And, um, you know, I was relatively unfulfilled in that arena for a long time. And then when Jay and Tom and I opened the gym and we really started hanging out, we really just had this big focus. None of us were dating people and we all really, without really terming it that way, I think we had a focus on just We just sort of need to be happy for ourselves. Jay had just gotten out of a relationship that he was in for a while. And, you know, I was just moving back from the army. And it was just kind of one of those things where, like, we just sort of needed to to build some of our own happiness. Well, I think what happened then is we started friendship and. We found a ton of happiness and it fulfilled us like crazy. And so then every time you came to the facility, like it was just like, we were so amped for every day. Like I look back on those years and you just like those summer, summer years in that first facility and stuff, it's just like, you're just so excited all the time. And what happens then is, is people are attracted to that, right? They're Mm -hmm. attracted to being around, yeah, that energy. Um, And, you know, and then not even a year after that or a year and a half after that, um, all of us were in relationships that ended up being, you know, our wives, right? Um, And so it's, uh, it's always interesting to me how, how those things kind of happen. And I try to tell young people all the time, just learn who you are and be really comfortable with that and understand, you know, use time where you're single. Or, you know, if you break up, spend some time intentionally being single to really figure out like what you're about and what are your non-negotiables? What are your values? What are things that you know you need to do? And then if one of those is exercising and developing yourself in that challenge, then you need to find somebody who is going to promote you continuing to do that right Mm -hmm. promote you continuing to be at friendship and so it's always interesting to me when we have people who we have a lot of you know as specifically women i'm sure there's been guys but it's less less easy to get that figured out i think sometimes but i've had a lot of women that join and sometimes they'll just say it straight out like i am here to meet a guy oh period like oh you're like a Plenty of That's them. interesting. Like, I <laughs> sort. I guess I can sort of help with that, um, you know. Um, and and so you kind of get that, and then it's like, but what ends up happening a lot of times is sometimes they will meet that guy, they will accomplish their goal, um, and then they leave the gym. And it's like, well, you know, a big part of the reason that that guy probably fell in love with you is because you were a hard worker inside of the gym, because you were somebody who you know portrayed confidence and like pushing themselves and all the things that like that i'm attracted to for maria it's like i fell in love with her when i started watching her work out it's just like she was so tough mentally she was like she was just somebody who cheered other people on she was a very high integrity person um you know she always put others above herself like you really can learn a lot about a person from watching them go through especially like a partner workout right it's like Do they cheer and support even though they're tired, right? Do they give high fives afterwards and care about the person? Do they help them get up Mm -hmm. off the ground? Do they support them in every way and put them above themselves? Like you just can watch some of those things and that's all stuff that like you can become very attracted to. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's, it's always interesting to me when like people maybe aren't fully aware of that all the time. Um, so I think that's, that's cool now that like you guys are able to, share that and Andy I'm sure has told you like and he's told me multiple times like he loves watching you work out he does? oh yeah when when you were like lifting weights like especially when you were like doing like barbell club He's just like, God, like that's, that's sexy. Like, like, <laughs> I had just, not
1: heard this. Yeah.
0: Um, and it is like, it's, it's, it's one of those things when you get to share, share some of your passions. Um, I think it's oh, really yeah. exciting. So
1: Well, he's been doing this for so many years and I just wasn't. Yeah. It just wasn't my thing. When I was in New York, I would do spinning and bar and those were great, but we couldn't share that passion. Yeah. Um, so when I started falling in love with, the same thing that he's been in love with forever it's it's funny that when your conversations over dinner start becoming about your snatch or your clean and jerk and you never thought you'd be talking about that um one of the things i love uh about those shared passions that i see is the relationships with the parents and the kids who both go to the gym yeah And it's so rare for parents and kids to have something like that in common where they've both gone on gone in and done the same tough workout or um at
0: the same time. At the same time. The kid might have played like like Andy played high school football.
1: Sure, but those are like the good old days. Yeah, exactly. You're just
0: like, Yeah, sure, Dad. I'm sure you're exactly
1: but when you're going through that together, to me it feels like what a cool way to connect with your kids and have that shared experience. And it's the same thing for Andy and I, like Yep to finally have something in common besides like our dog
0: and yeah 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 for sure yeah it's uh it's it's cool and you know it's I love it when people have you know come in and they've they've tried multiple different workout things you know and they can kind of start to really you know make make a more educated decision we have a lot of people who've come in and you know they joined and they might be right off the street in terms of like right off the couch might be a better way to put it. And they really haven't tested the waters. And so I think a lot of the times, you know, they maybe go on vacation and they try a new gym um, or, you know, they go and they, you know, try, try and, you know, an orange theory with a friend or, you know, they try, you know, a bar class or something like that. And I think it's really important for people to, um, you know, to, to really have a passion for it, to love what they do and, you know, be excited to go to the gym. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and I tell people all the time, like, You know, if they're gonna quit or they're gonna cancel, they're gonna hold. Like, like, look. If your if your passion is just not there anymore, then I absolutely agree with you. Like, you you need to take a break. Like, it needs to be fun. It needs to be exciting. It needs to be something you look forward to every day. Um, I think all self improvement does. Like, if you're reading a, you know, if you're if you're reading like a leadership development book. And you're, like, dreading picking it up every day. Are you going to become a better leader through reading it? Like, no. Like, clearly you won't. You know, it's the same thing. It's like if you're going to try to push yourself forward, challenge yourself with exercise. But simultaneously, like, you're going to dread every day of it. You're going to complain about it. Like... You're not going to get any better. You're not going to put any heart into it. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm super excited that that's been something that, you know, that we've been able to, you know, watch you guys kind of grow and flourish together on, um, you know, and, and Carl's like a little mini, mini gym pup now and yeah. just sleeps in the coach's room with us really. He just he's, <laughs> like my, he's like my guy when I'm like working on my computer in there and he's just like napping on my foot, um, which makes me really and happy. And
1: nothing makes a dog mom happier than knowing the dog is like with someone or like out doing something to get tired
0: oh yeah right? I, sp- like, I spoil I pups melt. way too much so like he's getting quite a bit of love for me which blitz like pins me down and sniffs Is me like, like crazy yeah like what Man have been you been doing i've been here all day <laughs> doing nothing and you've been playing with other pups so
1: well, am i allowed to share one of my favorite things about you oh yeah not,
0: sure
1: um i adore the way that you turn into a mushball. Oh yeah. With animals.
0: Yeah, I am a huge softie with animals.
1: It's hysterical and just so charming at the same time.
0: I find it fascinating when people say that like I'm like intimidating or um because like I'm I I I just consider myself like I am such like I like I love my mom like crazy. Like she's absolutely like a, a top two person in my life. Um, and yeah, I love, I have loved dogs and that was what we had growing up. I really never had, um, you know, a meaningful cat. We had a cat when I was real young, uh, but until Charlotte and I love Charlotte and like, I just, I love animals. I've always been an animal lover. Um, you know, and for a long time, I think my mom probably thought that I was like going to be a veterinarian and, oh, yeah. um, and you know, but I also don't do well with like medical stuff like i i couldn't i could you know emotionally um going through the process of like you know putting dogs down or dealing with like shelter animals and stuff like i understand i fully am aware of like the the fact that you are helping um and you're contributing but at the same time like emotionally that stuff is is very very challenging for me um to the point where like you know dogs and I know people feel this way about their children also but because you feel so responsible for them like I think it's one of those things where like for me it always emotionally hit harder than even just you know doing surgery or something on another adult or like when I did like combat lifesaver stuff or yeah, first aid or all those different things themselves. yeah exactly yeah. um so yeah I've always had just like this gigantic soft spot um for for dogs and you Know especially puppies and Carl's right at that age now where like my voice goes high pitch, like I get I'm all like on the you ground literally rolling go with from him. standing
1: to floor. Oh, and yeah, you see him immediately. Like, one second, yep. you're rolling around with him, and oh, I'm yeah. like, what is
0: going yeah. on? Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's like literally one of my like joys of life, like it's one of my favorite things in the world. So, yeah. um, so I'm glad that that's not like, uh, that's not like the like the fuck is Jeff doing? He's such a weirdo. Oh, like, no. It so makes me so happy. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> um, well, uh, I was going to say, we got off topic on the, the uh, restaurants. Do you have any other restaurants or anything? Any like any quick go-to desserts? Are you a LaCroix person or has this Waterloo thing taken <laughs> off know, for you? You
1: know, I like the flavored waters. I don't have a strong conviction okay. one way or the other. Um, Your
0: girl, K Money, is like a psycho. And Maria is kind of a psycho, too, with them.
1: They they both consume a lot yep. of sparkling water. Yep. That's correct. However, um Money tried to quit one day. Oh. And I asked her why and she just felt like she was drinking too much. And so I did some quick Google research. I love Googling things. Yeah, me too. End of the internet. I've yep. been there. Yep. And i I said, "There is no harm to drinking sparkling water over still water, So I'm not really sure what the reason to quit would be except for Grant. Added a new line item to their budget for Lacroix, so that's not ideal.
0: That's not ideal. Although it is like relatively inexpensive; it's like three bucks for a case or something
1: like that. Well, when you
0: drink eight a day, yeah, I know, yeah, it gets expensive. Yeah, for sure.
1: So, yeah,
0: it's so interesting. Um, I feel like we could go for like another half hour just talking about K Money stuff, but um, we've won. (laughs) But and I don't think she listens. So really, we sort of have. I asked her today. Uh, I was gonna say I feel like we sort of have free reign. Um, But uh, talking
1: in a black hole. I was gonna
0: say, we'll reel it back. End of the internet, huh? I was gonna say the I texted Andy one day, I was jailbreaking my Amazon fire stick, and I got so far down the Google internet path that like I was like it, I was in literally like a programming setup on my TV with the remote control. Like running through like writing programming stuff, oh my, so oh I got I got way down. A I've never path. I've
1: never rewritten programming. Yeah, in the I go
0: way down. Like I I'm like uh I'm I'm such like a, the deeper it goes, the the more I think I enjoy it. So yeah. that was I mean, um you know when we rebuilt the website right when Andy first came on, um as a coach, I really had taken on rebuilding the entire website right yeah, and doing that I all kind of that. myself and teaching myself everything, um and that was a, that was a very, uh, time consuming pursuit. Uh, but also one of those ones that was like, I just like, I zoned in for like eight hours at a time and was like, just so like into it. But same thing. It's just like, you can find anything on Google, on YouTube. And now I tell people all the time, I'm just like, you know, there's, so we're, you know, we're going to try to cut a hole in the, the rail car where, um, so we can get equipment in and out faster. Okay. Right. And, uh, and so, like, literally, you Google that, there is a 20-minute video on how to cut a hole into a rail car and put up a steel sliding door. It's like, the video's are like, yeah, Of course so, there is. it's so you awesome. It I Internet. love every second of that. Have
1: you ever heard that this is a real job? They have people at Google whose responsibility it is to find, like, the really awful stuff on the internet just by doing a bunch of like googling yeah. and like reaching into the internet to find like really weird yeah. results that come up and then getting those removed or untagged yeah. from, from
0: possible your search. searches yeah yeah'
1: Isn't that wild
0: yeah when the, the internet's so
1: good at that job
0: when the internet first started I'm talking like 1995 four something like that like when we first got like AOL like 2.0. Dial-up. Um. Yeah. Like, you get the CD sent to your house and you put it in, and yeah. like, you know, my parents, no, but nobody knew like what it was or what you're getting into, and so like, everything was chat rooms at the time, right? There there was no like, there weren't really web pages. Like GeoCities was like the first real like website company that started popping up websites, but that hadn't existed yet. So it was all like AOL chat rooms. And then chat rooms could, like, post and link to things. Um, and so I'll never forget, and I won't talk about, like, what the video was, but, like, I mean, I'm, like, 9 or 10 years old. And I, like, saw, oh. saw this video, and I was just, like, and, like, it was, it's still, like, burned into my memory. And it was oh. just one of those things where you're, like, like okay, like, I don't think that we should be <laughs> doing this. I don't think we should be on this. That was not, like... I was not supposed to be seeing that kind of stuff at this age, um, and you know my brother I think was like two years older. I've never talked to him about it, so I would be wondering if he if really, he we should remembered. We should reach out. And I wonder now if it was even him or if it was uh, if it was like Mitch Smith, uh, who I spent a lot of time at his house when I was a, when I was a kid. Uh, but it was just like it was one of those things, just like this like horrible video where like you just never see that, and uh, and I've never in my whole life ever. Even since then, even with full access to a much larger internet, <laughs> come, come in and come anywhere near to anything like that you're because me, I intentionally, you're telling me
1: it. this video was worse than two girls, one cup.
0: I never watched it. That's the problem. I know. So that's the thing. So <laughs> now that I've gone there, I went there, it's like, I learned my lesson, at like a really early age. It's like <laughs> avoid, just avoid. Like I heard it's bad. I'm sure it's bad. I avoid, it's, right?
1: It's so bad. And it's, that was a burning memory for me. Um, Funny enough, my dear husband sent it to me
0: Not uh, when I
1: was in college and was like, hey, you should watch this video. Get, get your roommates. They'll love it. It's really awesome. And Did he go all
0: high-pitched like that? Like yeah, all sweet and for nice? sure, like, yeah. hey, babe. Hey, I
1: miss <laughs> you. You should watch this video. It made me think of you. Oh, jeez. Um, so I get all my roommates around and we watch the video. And there was literal screaming. Like yeah. it was a Halloween horror film. Yeah. Um, so... That's like 2007, yeah. let's say. Three weeks ago, we've got a really good friend over, Dash, who now goes yeah. to the gym. Yeah. And I'm like talking about the fact that this video was so horrendous that the government took it off of the internet. Yeah. Like it was that bad. Yeah. And he found it
0: oh wow yeah. and he
1: watched it oh wow <laughs> and I was like I can't I'm not going back there yeah like I just left the room I was like and and, and all the memories was <laughs> this pizza came. night
0: this was like the other <laughs> night the other week this was a couple pizza oh, okay.
1: nights ago but, ba- <laughs> but basically yes
0: yeah
1: um so funny like, just, to, you can still find anything on the
0: internet. Oh, yeah, But if sure, you yeah. if
1: you're ever open to another scarring experience, nope, that's nope.
0: it. No, it's like, uh, you know, I, I always tell people all the time, it's like, and my mom actually, it's kind of funny now, because like, now that we're like adults, we can kind of talk about it. My mom was always big on like, it should still be like 16 or 18 years old for alcohol, but they should bring back 3-2 beer, like 3.2% alcohol by yes, volume, yes, which right. is what, when she was a kid, that was what it was, was it was 3-2 beer. And so it took a little bit more work to get drunk. Right. Um, you know, it was, it was significantly less dangerous, um, because of that. And then, you know, you obviously have to dial in things like now with Uber and everything, you have to dial in the, the driving stuff. But, uh, what I think her contention is and what I think my experience is and Maria's experience also, um, is, you know, I think we both experimented with alcohol enough in like in the high school era where, By the time I got to college, by the time I turned 21, like, I didn't go out on my 21st birthday. I was just like, "Eh, I'm, I'm kind of over that. Like, you know, it's like... So, and then I had kind vice versa. I had friends who didn't do anything bad in high school, like, ever, right? Mm -hmm. Got to college, turned, like, 20, and then, like, their lives, like, just, like, just bombed. Because... They start they had no control over alcohol and they had all of this access all of a sudden and like when you're in high school and like you do try drinks like your access is like that's half the game it's like how am mm-hmm. I gonna how am I gonna get it tonight right um, but you know I think it's it's you know something similar with me with my experience with like the internet it's like you know you get get scarred early and then you're like oh I learned Done. my lesson at 10 I'm never gonna go down any of these other dark paths ever again so yeah um, well, it sounds like I've been missing out. I'm sure that that's that'll be the takeaway for people. I'm people's actually starting podcasts, to feel embarrassed
1: so. that, like, I admitted on your podcast that I've seen two girls, one cup.
0: I'm sure that other people will empathize. I think most okay. people probably yeah. have, and yeah.
1: it's, it's all Andy's fault.
0: Yeah, it is all Andy's fault. I yeah.
1: was attacked.
0: Well, we already established that he's what soft and weak. So 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 that's all. Yeah, and that now, was when he was soft we and text, weak. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, all right, that'll be perfect. We'll end it there. <laughs> thank you for coming again, Baby Bear. This is Baby Bear's second time, by the way, guys. So uh, uh, yeah. she deserves double duty. On thank yous. Uh, so um, so I appreciate it. Anyway.